Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. All-American starring Tay Diggs premieres Wednesday, October 10th. I don't know her. Yeah, well, she's new. And Charmed premieres Sunday, October 14th. She's back? She's back with an all-new cast. Ugh, I can't wait. You will drive us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And did you know that we only have three more sleeps until we see A Star is Born in Theaters? Mm, yeah, that's right. Three more sleeps. Oh my Last night God. was four more sleeps, so I slept, and now it's only three more sleeps. That's so exciting. Three more sleeps. I can't even think about it. It's so it's exciting. It's so much hype. Somebody was, um, my friend Brian, who was like, Lindsay, he was like, I feel like, can you actually like unbiased tell me if the movie is good? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, that's not a possibility for me personally anymore. It's you know going to be the best movie we've ever seen. I don't see how that's a question. Like it could just be... It could be the worst movie. It's but not it's going, going to be, be but that's the thing. It's not going to be. I don't, we don't, we don't have know. to get into this hypothetical because it's just not. But I'm just saying, even if it's like an okay movie, even if it's like a very good movie, it's going to be the best movie. There's no, for me, it's yeah. like, it's like the scale of like bad to good and okay in the middle. Mm-hmm. The okay down to bad doesn't exist for this movie. It's only right. okay to good. So like the movie is for me just going to be judged on okay to good which means the scale is pushed up it has a very high handicap is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. right that's what that means in sports in golf i've never really understood the handicap thing um (laughs) but that sounds right higher it's yeah i know but i i think i understand that but it's like the actual language how to use the language of handicaps i don't know how to use it it's like the high handicap versus the low handicap confuses me it's sort of like when people say um deceptively small that will never, my brain has just refused to figure out what deceptively small versus deceptively big means. Like, it's bigger than you think it is, or it's smaller than you think it is. I, like, there's something about, it's I've decided. Than you, thi- you just said it. It's I know, but I've than- decided that I, I just can never make sense of that. Like, I will always get it twisted, you know? I've just, my brain has. Sure. It's like how, sure. will, how we talked about this, like, I never spell the word niece right. Yes. You know that? You never and it's like, it right. I know how it's spelled, but now I'm so used to spelling it wrong that... You spell I, it your way. I, I I question it every single time, so I always misspell the word sure. niece. Sure. All okay, the time. my point is, I also don't really know how to use, like, sport terms, but I know the concept of a handicap or, like, a curve Same. in grading. And I'm saying, like, A Star is Born is being graded on a curve, okay. a very severe yeah. curve. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know the concept of a handicap. I know the concept of a curve. Speaking of A Star is Born... Do we have anything for our segment today aside from what we just did for three minutes? Boy, do we. And what's the segment called again? Bradley Cooper presents um, a podcast segment is born starring Lady Gaga. We do have a segment and it is um, about none other than Taffy Ackner and her profile of Bradley Cooper in the New York Times, which is something. It's definitely something. It's... it's hard to talk. I'm. I think. Did she you see did my? Did best. you see my meme used in the, in the story? Yes, yes. Your meme was it's yes, in it. It's literally mine because I know the font. I recognize the font that I used. No, I think she did. Let's just start. I think she did the most with the least, right? Like shout out to Taffy for like doing the most with the least. Bradley right? was giving her nothing, but she said, "I still have to write this." Yeah, right. But I think uh, she kind of did this weird thing where she used what he said against him anyways. Like he Mm -hmm. was like, he was like, (laughs) I just like, 
it's kind of brain numbing to think about, but he was like, I'm not going to let you use me this way. And she was like, okay, I won't use use you this way, but I'll use you this way. Like, and she went kind of even the more devious path, which was to go to like family and friends and like really get the story versus he could have told her bullshit. She maybe wouldn't have gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? She Mm -hmm. maybe would have anyways. It all, it backfired. It's not what Bradley wanted. I'm sure. It's never going to be what Bradley wanted. He shouldn't have said yes to a <laughs> I mean, the, profile. The only didn't thing that want. is what Bradley wants is a Star is Born. I think it's the first thing he's been happy with his entire life, probably. Well, he said that's right, counting. Irina says that. I know, and, and including Burnt. <laughs> <laughs> including Burnt. Should we read like the most interesting part of this? This like back and forth. Yeah. Do you want to be? Do you want to be Taffy and I'll be Bradley, or do you want to like sure, s- I'll be gender taffy. flip it? Like when you do be... too close. Okay. I'll... <laughs> Oh my god, I love doing too Lindsay close gender only flip. does too close at karaoke gender reversed. There are a lot of duets flipped. that I only do gender flip. No, there are so many good duets that if you do gender flip, give them like a new life. Yeah. I highly recommend. Okay, um, I'll, fine, you be Taffy. We'll gender flip it. Okay. Listen, he said to me, I seem nice. He gets that I'm just doing my job, but he's not going to get personal with me. He has to promote his movie. He wants to promote his movie. But beyond that, what would telling me anything truly personal really do? I don't necessarily see the upside of it. You know, I don't. People want to know, I tell him. People want a steeper sense of where the movie came from. He wants to show a piece of himself in the movie. This is an extension of that, I told him. It's different, he said. This is because you're creating content. (laughs) But it's your story, I told him. But you're doing it, he said. I'm going to write your story, I said. I won't have any control, and it really isn't a collaboration. Sure it is. That's why I'm asking questions. You have all the say, he said. It's not like you're going to show it to me and say, let's work on this section, you know what I mean? Typical typical actor-director loves notes. But he's right! I can't even argue with that, where I'm like, it's not a collaboration, you're right. He's well, right. Like He's he, he's right, but he's also being a prick. <laughs> you know, like, he, is, he knows no, how this... he is. He is. Like, he knows how profiles work, and I he's know. choosing not to play the game, which is like, why are you even bothering? But the thing is, what he wasn't expecting was, he thought he was dealing with someone who wouldn't publish what he said. He thought he was making a statement to this particular writer, sort of asserting his... Not privilege, but asserting his power over them. He power. was He thought he had a power play, and Taffy was not playing around. It's also interesting, we didn't talk about this, but there was a piece by John Caramonica about the kind of the access profile, the, the, the celebrity the profile the being celebrity dead. Profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The end of a celebrity profile. We've bemoaned the end for a long time now because of access. We've written about this too, like kind of, you know, where if celebrities have social media, if they're Bradley Cooper, if they don't even want to do anything at all, they, they kind of have the power just to say no mm-hmm. in a way. But I think what's interesting about this is if you make it like this kind of proves it wrong because she made it about the concept of like the celebrity profile being dead or what happens when you try and kill the access, which is she went like a different way, which is she took the sensitive things and made it even more sensitive, I think, where she was like – because he won't talk about the, the topics of the film, which is like fathers and brothers and al- like uh, being sober, alcoholism and all that, she went to other places and if anything, got even closer to the truth. Mm-hmm. But I think what this, that argument, you know, we both agree with that. But Bradley, Bradley 
to himself is still like an old school Hollywood movie star. So to him, even though the celebrity profile is dead and he doesn't have to, it's still second nature to him to want that sort of glossy coverage because that's where he came up. Like the younger, like Noah Centino is fine if the New York Times isn't coming to him asking for a, a, a profile, you know? Well, he can put his stuff elf- yeah, elsewhere. He, put he can put himself. Else. He can I mean. get that. He can get that attention mm-hmm. from other places. What I'm, what I think is really interesting about this, though, is you can tell how like important this movie is to Bradley, like oh, on yeah. every spectrum, because he agreed to do this in the first place. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, he was like, "I don't want to do this," and then they were like, "But don't you want to promote your movie?" Yeah. Like, the, the the number one thing that would prevent the celebrity profile from dying is is ego, Ego. is ego. So the ego is always there. In a film like this, the ego is always there. I mean, we know the plot of A Star is Born. It's a movie that's been made like 14 times, you know? (laughs) So to to even like say to Bradley, where does it come from? Where does it come from? It's like he, you know, it, it doesn't come from that far down no you know and and it, and it also comes from it comes from ego and it comes from he he wants this to be a top tier awards contender which i guess is at this point um, right even so though it's the not press, out he needs this press um, this highfalutin press yes. he needs he needs exposure he needs yeah. good headlines and he needs this yeah. to be a hit and i think and i think it's it's gonna happen and this i mean this this profile isn't bad in terms of um how he comes across um, eh. I just think it, well, because I think the thing is, I think men like him will always get the pass on the general public. Yes. Like this is an yes. artist. This is what he does. You know, this is just yes. an artist being complicated. This is a genius. This is how, this is how artists work and, and the public will eat it up regardless of, but it's funny of how because we he's playing, it. he's playing an artist who's not like this, which I think is really interesting. He's mm-hmm. playing, he's this buttoned up kind of controlled character mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper and the character he's playing this like rocker is the opposite of that so it's just like it's, it's also saying heart. something about that right like he's crazy t- uh, t- uh, drugs and alcohol and too much information and t- whatever like we haven't seen the movie yet obviously but that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm seeing from everything so it's just interesting to compare the two right yeah. what would be the profile that you'd write about the character the celebrity that he is trying to embody does that person exist anymore is there anyone in our culture who is like this jackson character i don't know Pro- maybe not i mean pr- 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 probably i mean they're based on people who exist but like you know? it doesn't feel like we have any like jim morrison type people r- running around yeah. do we well, you also, know like um, yeah and also this movie is sort of um it's, it's trying to have it both ways. Like it's yes. it's 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 doing yes. a it's doing a mid-century sort of rise to stardom in in 2018, which is exactly what Lala did, which Lala Land did, which is why Lala Land made no sense. Right, and I feel like the one problem I will maybe have with this movie is that it's an, it's anachronistic. Was that what the anachronistic? word? Anachronistic. Yeah. Thank you. It doesn't fit the time in which time, we yeah. live in. It's out of time. This would not happen in 2018. Maybe it would happen in like which, you know. Which was also my biggest problem with, as much as I liked the book and as much as I did respect the show as a whole, this was my main problem with Sharp Objects. Sharp Objects makes no sense as a, as a as it was adapted in it 2018. Makes no sense. They could have set right. Sharp Objects in 2004, whenever she wrote that book, and t- 2003, and it would have been so much easier to swallow. So much about it. Just, it. it why set a movie now and, and even have to run up against like social media and trying to depict the way that we communicate? Yeah. I mean, wait, a Star is Born is set now, right? Yeah. We didn't. For a second, I thought it wasn't because there were like weird signifiers in some of the trailers where it was like they weren't really giving away what. No one had like, a phone. Yeah, no one had a phone. <laughs> yeah. It was very, it was very 
spoiler alert, five null destination. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, five null. But no, it's set in 2018, 2017. Yeah, it definitely is. That's confirmed. I'm still, I'm, I, I sort of respect it, but we're done with the podcast segments more. But we had to, we had to go out with the bang. I, I, I will just, I will just say again, reiterate that uh, it, it was really satisfying to see Bradley Cooper kind of get owned here. He Even though it was sort of a low time. level loan, but it was still a known. To him, I bet it I was mean, it was shattering. What I'm saying is, well, what I'm saying is, I still think most people will. He got burnt. People will, <laughs> got burnt. <You're> burnt. <laughs> most people will interpret this as like the the um, a picture of a genius of what it likes to be a what it is like to be sure, a genius sure, man in Hollywood. Sure, and I think sure. to him, he's probably furious, which is kind of nice. I can't bemoan Bradley right now because what did he give us? He gave us a star is burnt. If you say it, <laughs> a star is burnt. <laughs> Whatever. I did you see Burnt in Theaters? Because I did. No, you got burnt. <laughs> I saw Burnt in Theaters. Adam Jones the Langham is now one of the best and most interesting places in London to come and eat. Which part of that don't you like one of or interesting? I don't want my restaurant to be a place where you come and eat. We should be dealing in culinary orgasms. <laughs> When's the last time you had an orgasm that was interesting? Let's get into non-Bradley Cooper. I hate this. I didn't watch it. I, I watched I, I watched most of these clips, not all of them. I just like, I can't I'm handle SNL anymore. I think SNL in its current form has no place in culture. I think SNL <laughs> is completely worthless. And when SNL thinks it's clever, it's doing the most... Every time SNL skits get a lot of attention, they are doing the lowest hanging fruit. They are doing the most bare bone stuff. And the stuff that you see that's like brilliant, that you love, like whenever Julio Torres writes a skit that everyone loves or that people love, no one pays attention. The, the, and so SNL continues existing based on the stuff that gives it its biggest like hits. And it's boring stuff. I told myself I wasn't going to watch because... I found out when I found out Colin Jost and Michael Che were the head writers, I was like, wow, this like no. show has nothing for me anymore. But I did watch because I was curious, whatever, I probably won't watch anymore this season. But like th- I was curious about like the season opener. I don't need to excuse myself. I watch a lot of bad shit. Yeah. I also watched New Amsterdam and The Resident, and I also almost watched The Good Doctor. So truly, like truly I'm, I'm out. Gonna to- a, I'm gonna need a new Amsterdam recap off mic. Oh, it's so <laughs> it's so That's good. What I mean. okay. It's all- okay. Yeah. So, but what I thought, what I reason why we brought up the reason why we brought SNL. up SNL, oh my god, was because what I found fascinating it was hosted by Adam Driver, uh, and Kanye was the music guest. But aside from those two things, it's unbelievable how much Pete Davidson shot up. Pete Davidson was. I don't know, a mid-level cast member. He had his own little weekend update bit that he did. Sometimes he played young kids in skits. He sometimes played stoners. He was not like everywhere. Yeah. Okay? And I remember like, when don't... I called him, when I called him a them right when he started dating Ariana Grande or maybe before we got so many people calling in and being like, no. I watch SNL every month, every week. And like, he's not a them. No one cares right. about Pete Davidson. He's we got a, a lot very, of calls about this. He's not a, he's not a breakout star of SNL. Mm-hmm. But now this Ariana Grande thing it was the entire show. I kid you not. I mean, I, I put this in the doc, but I put all the skits were, that were that mentioned him and Ariana that mm-hmm. were about him, and then I put two skits that he basically Five. starred in. So like, the show's not that long. I mean, it, there's only like maybe with the musical because there were three musical performances yeah. this time. There's maybe only like what eight uh, skits per show yeah. total. What? How A many? Varying total? Not that many. Yeah. Okay, and I have three. I have five that were Pete Davidson 
kind of adjacent Either starring meaning. him or about him, you wrote, yeah. In the monologue, they joke, you know, what did you do this summer? Pete Davidson comes on, does like, haha, you know what I did this summer? Like, blah, blah, blah. He comes on Weekend Update, gives a whole bit about that, says he's going to make Ariana Grande get pregnant, didn't he whatever. Mention, didn't he joke about, like, replacing her birth control with Tic Tacs? Like, it was a mm. joke. Like, it, it, people were like, ugh! But he, he said a lot of, like, stupid. I mean, it was a bad joke. Like, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's thoughtless. I mean, it, it, it's, it's thoughtless. Stupid. And, and, it, and if stupid. anything, when you have when you have Michael Che and Colin Jost, you know, giving yeah, oversight, like, they let it yeah. pass. Like that's that makes them. It's it's sort of like how when an editor, when you get angry at an editor than you do at the writer, because the editor should have caught something. Yeah. I'm, I'm not excusing like, him. I'm just saying by this point, I was so Pete Davidsoned out on the on the entire joke that I just like didn't even think about it. Like mm-hmm, I didn't even mm-hmm. like there was also an entire skit about how the incredibly funny. Um, what's his face? Oh, my God. Kyle Mooney did a whole thing about how like <laughs> he died. He cut his hair and dyed it blonde and started dating a celebrity to try and get more attention on the show, which was so crazy because it was the exact like meta commentary about what exactly is happening yeah. at that show, which is that Pete Davidson is be- being given more parts and more attention because of this, because yeah. he's now it's basically funny. a celebrity. But it was just so funny that they were addressing it. And you were like, I understand that you are like, haha, we're in on it, but you are doing it. It, it This is it. Well, that's, like, SN- that's SNL. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and then there were two other sketches that were basically like, starring Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is like it's just it's just this is the first time that for me that I've noticed and I mean there's got to be other examples where someone on SNL did something more important outside SNL and then SNL had to like react to it mm-hmm. like to kind of recategorize them on the show in a way, I, you know? Can yeah, you think of anything I can't else think like of that? Anything else. I I can't think of when it was when it was that meta because usually the SNL people they leave SNL and then they 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 leave SNL and then they do and they do their big career changing thing so they've already or they become famous and then they do like a thing or there was they a, get there in was a, car a there was that or... like sort of vaguely famous I don't know the the Mike Myers thing where when he came back to host after he got famous there was there were a lot of jokes how it was like I'm better liked now like this is kind of a wild experience well, also Sarah but like, Silverman who thing. got fired after like one yeah, like even, one season even better she because she was back. barely but on that's, it but that's different like yeah, that's it's completely, them, different. That's it's completely different that's different this is like he's still on the show like I don't know if I this can't has think ever of happened a, before <laughs> I can't think of a parallel but if you can think of one call in because call that is in, that yeah. is interesting I, I don't know now, if you don't mind me asking, can I ask, what's the prenup situation? Well, obviously, I wanted one, you know, so God forbid, God forbid we split up and she takes half my sneakers. <laughs> Lindsay, as you know, I have cats. Two. I have two cats. And it freaks me out. Two fat cats. Cat gets- well, everyone knows that if a cat gets sick, like you think of like having health insurance is very top of mind for me because I'm very, I'm a hypochondriac. So I'm always thinking about health insurance, but I don't necessarily think about health insurance for my two cats, even though like <laughs> he just, that was the cat knocking something off a table. I'm keeping this in the ad. The cat's like, I know you're talking about me. The listen, cats are cat, like, we need health insurance. We're not paying for listen, that shit. You need, it's complicated, but I'm going to help you out. And why? Because Trupanion makes it easy. Less than 2% of pets in the United States have medical insurance, but an unexpected vet bill can cost thousands because you're like, oh, I'm going to take the pet in for a thing. And then you find out they have a lump and then it's like, oh, it's so expensive. And you're like, I don't have insurance because I don't think about this. But it's medical insurance that helps protect your pet and your finances. So if your pet gets sick or injured, Trupanion can pay up to 90% of the bill. That's huge. That's huge. Because when you go to a vet, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a vet. They even pay your vet directly so you don't have to wait for a reimbursement. It's not like all these lines. 
lines. Go to trupanion.com slash who, answer a few simple questions about your cat or dog, and get an instant quote. You pick the plan that works for your budget, and then you're done. Trupanion is the trusted name for nearly half a million pets and more than 20,000 veterinarians. So when your pet is unwell, the last thing you want to think about is the cost of medical care. Let a Trupanion policy help give you peace of mind by paying up to 90% of the cost. Go to trupanion.com who to learn more and get a quick quote. Make sure to use our special URL and support our show. That's trupanion.com, T-R-U-P-A-N-I-O-N.com slash who, W-H-O, trupanion.com slash who. It's underwritten by the American Pet Insurance Company. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lindsay, when you think about vitamins, what do you think about? Honestly, that I should be taking them, but they're annoying to take, and I can never, like, remember, and they taste terrible, and I hate them. And walls and walls of bottles, and I'm like, I don't know which one to do. Where do you even put the bottles? Where do you keep the bottles? So you, like, look at them every day. You're like, oh, I forgot to take these again, you know? Well, fortunately, this is exactly the type of answer that makes you a perfect customer for Care-of. Care-of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah, I love an on-the-go pack. Like, give me a pack. I'll remember to take it. I'll do – it'll be, like, a fun experience. They're so cute. You grab it and you leave the house. Or you grab it and you go – like like me, you grab it and you go into the living room. But <laughs> Care of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes to find out which vitamins and supplements you specifically need. 90% of people fall short of the FDA-recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nu- nutrient. I know I do. Vitamin so D. you take the quiz. Tough. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I All I need is vitamin D. It's true. So you take the quiz, you get the vitamins you need, you get back on track, you reach your health goals. You get your vitamins delivered right to your door in personalized, easy-to-remember daily packs. They put honesty first. They provide all the research that supports each of their recommendations, and they're backed by a scientific advisory board. A portion of every sale goes toward the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need of valuable prenatal vitamins. That's great. And your subscription box can be modified at any time so you don't get like stuck with things and then annoyed. And we all know subscription boxes can be annoying. Yeah, sometimes you need less vitamin D, sometimes you need more vitamin D. So for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter WHO. That's 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Just visit TakeCareOf.com and enter WHO. Laura Lee. Oh my God, Laura, I'm obsessed with her. We are late to this, but I think we are also on time. Do you know what I mean? Well, had we been earlier- You sound like Wendy Williams. No, but but you're right. Clap if you agree. We are late on this, but I think we are also on time. Please clap if you agree. We are late on, no, that's perfect. I forgot to mention, Wendy was on SNL. She had a cameo, but I won't won't even get into that. She was in Governor. Governor. Do you think she still calls Cynthia Nixon governor? I hope so. Oh, 100%. Cynthia's going to go back on the show in like 100 years. She's She's never going to go back on the show. We're bringing back Governor. Governor. So, Governor. as Lindsay said, we're late on this, but we're also very on time because this this actually makes sense. There's there was actually sort of a very eloquent way of putting it. Um, had we done this any earlier, we would have lost the the, the broader picture. We would have lost yes. everything because this everything. has gotten exponentially more interesting with every passing day. So <laughs> here we are with the story of Laura Lee. Laura Lee is a beauty blogger on YouTube, has had roughly, at her peak, a little over 5 million subscribers. And Which is, like, substantial, but not the biggest. Not huge, not huge. I mean, huge, but not the biggest, right? Big enough to make a living. Oh, I'd big love enough to make million. hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on YouTube yeah. ad revenue alone, not counting our brand sponsorships. So Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. So, Laura Lee's thing was, she would do beauty videos, you know, the typical stuff with the camera, the ring light on your face as you show off, you know, your new... Um, 
your new techniques, your new routines, whatever. But her thing, the thing that made her unique was that she was very open. So it was almost like her videos were a form of therapy for her. She just like opened up. How many videos did you watch last night? (laughs) (laughs) I watched a lot of, I get why she was compelling. How much money did you make Laurelie last night? I get why she was compelling because she just talked about her life. So it's sort of, you know, we always talk about the gold standard of YouTube storytellers. She does story time while doing beauty. So as a beauty vlogger, she's only friends, her best friends, at least outward facing, are other beauty vloggers, including who Nikita Hemingway, Gabriel Zamora, Manny MUA, and at one time, someone named Jeffrey Starr. So Jeffrey Starr was part of that clique. Jeffrey Starr is like number one, sort of. No, number yeah. number one, two, no, two three, top three. He's top he's tier. He's up there. He's, he's top up there. tier. You can't deny him. Jeffrey Starr is sort of a more interesting figure though because Jeffree Star he goes all the way back to MySpace days he had music he has a more interesting look he has a more interesting story a very interesting look and also a racist character also a racist character so Jeffree Star was not with them when they were in I think where is this like Ibiza somewhere it's some sort of like hip destination and it's laura lee nikita hemingway gabriel zamora and manny mua and gabriel zamora they're giving the they're giving the finger and they wrote bitch is bitter because without him we're doing better so gabriel zamora is referencing like jeffree star is racist we don't hang out with them anymore because there are like clips of jeffree star like using the n-word just just saying like vaguely like racially insensitive stuff that jeffree star has since apologized for and sort of gotten away with many times gotten away with in a surprising way. A lot of stuff from my past constantly gets dragged up. It's been happening for years. In these videos, I say some really disgusting, vile, nasty, and embarrassing things. And it just makes me sick to my stomach because I don't know who that person was. But anyway, so Gabriel Zamora says we don't like him because he's racist. He gets in like mentions with his fans saying like this is why we're mad at him then Jeffree Star's fans do like they get their Detective LaToya magnifying glass out they do so much digging and fine tooth combing on these people's Twitter histories and guess what they find racially insensitive for all of them all of them all of them it's like literal n-words on some of them can you imagine being so so laura lee tweeted tip for all black people if you pull your pants up you can run from the police faster hashtag you're welcome in 2012 and so this is this is honestly when you think about the work that jeffrey stars not that they couldn't have done more work but this was like they literally searched her her they account didn't do for that black much people work. yeah they didn't do and that they much found work. it they bring this up they start putting this on all their feeds they start saying you know like laura lee is a racist how dare she come after jeffrey star because she's a racist too after she finds out about this she apologizes on twitter then she starts losing all of her sponsorship deals because whenever the the stands really go we're in we're just talking about laura lee they all did apology videos that were like right, right, varying right. degrees of good and bad like it actually was really funny to watch all the different videos because you could compare and contrast how like each yeah. of them were handling it so she apologizes it hurts me so bad to disappoint you all who have supported me for so many years and know that i'm better than that person she loses all of her sponsorships and like people who do this sort of math do the math and they're like oh after losing this many subscribers and this many brand sponsorships she's losing like x thousands of dollars a year in her income her beauty line i think the like the the makeup 
products that she actually had. I think those straight up got canceled, though maybe just temporarily so. These people can always bounce back. You have to keep that sure. in mind. They can always bounce back. And They'll usually they will. stuff's over, yeah. Um, so she apologized. Then she, then she came she apologized back. apologized again. Apologized again. Got in trouble for the Twitter apology because, the first apology because it was too overdone. The Twitter apology, no one cared. So she apologized again. And this apology was very meta because she apologized for the other apologies not being successful. I owe you guys a sincere apology. I... In that video, I come off more as a victim. I am not a victim in any way, form, or fashion in this situation. I'm taking the video down because it doesn't re represent me well. I am not taking the video down to try to hide it from you guys or pretend like it didn't happen. I'm obsessed with this video. It is the true time capsule. In 20 years, I want to watch this video and be like, whoa, oh. <laughs> cool. So, I mean, what else is there to say? We should we should probably keep her in our, I don't know, viewfinder. See what What's happens. What's crazy is that, like, Jeffree Star won again. Jeffree Star keeps winning. I have grown and I have learned so much. So. <laughs> we got so many calls about this and it was sort of like, uh, we know. The funny thing about this specific story is that I think people in the Who Weekly group knew before it was announced. Mm -hmm. They knew that Rashida Jones was pregnant and mm -hmm. she knew they knew that she was dating the vampire weekend guy, so clearly it was his baby. Mm -hmm. But the kind of the thing is is like, does anyone care that Rashida Jones is pregnant? Yeah, it's what were what were we talking yeah, this is what we were talking about. This is what we were talking about over the weekend. It's very it was easy like, to hide your pregnancy when no one cares. <laughs> people Which are isn't like, bad, it's good. It's not a it's not a like secret pregnancy is the wrong language to be using yeah. when it's just yeah. like an interesting pregnancy, boring pregnancy. Interesting. interesting, and only interesting because of the hookup, of the pairing, which is interesting because Rashida Jones sounds like a Vampire Weekend song. And it would be like, you know, n number four on the like indie charts. Rashida Jones is the indie version of the Drew Barrymore trend in R&B music. I'm saying they have not released. They are they are past their cycle. They're overdue yeah, for an album. It's true. They released a baby, but where's the where's the album? Where's the album? Vampire Weekend, where's the album? We 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 are Vampire Weekend stands on this podcast, I think. I am at least. Are you? No, I definitely yeah. am. Are you kidding? But it's just funny because it's just like, I care about the music and I'd love an album, but I don't care about Ezra. <laughs> where's Tony. the album? Congrats on the baby, but where's the album? Wasn't she also in that show that no one cared about that everyone told me I needed to watch? What's it called? It's a name. It's a name. It's like Vanessa Carlton. And Vanessa, like you said, like, it's a it's a it's a Vampire Weekend song. It sounds like a Vampire Angie Weekend Tribeca. song. Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca. Yeah, that's another Vampire Weekend song. There, this is not the only couple that did this recently, which I found funny. Last night it came out that um, Zoe Kazan and Paul Dano had a girl, had a baby girl. <laughs> secret baby. And it was like, no, and like, that's no one not, cared. That's not Hundreds what Hundreds of people means. in Brooklyn saw them with their baby. No one cared. Page Six finally caught up, was like, oh, oh. Like, you see Zoe Kazan nine months pregnant at the Park Slope co-op and you're just like, excuse me, <laughs> like reaches oh. for an organic English cucumber. Oh, sorry, Zoe. Right. Like I like these two also and I'm excited I'm excited to see their movie or whatever that they just made, but I don't care about them having a baby, which is kind of the divide in celebrity gossip for me, mm -hmm. where it's like, I like someone, I'll like their work, I'll like their mm -hmm. whatever, but then I'm just like, I don't care about your personal yeah. life. We have Donald Glover in here too, but I think maybe the, the Donald Glover thing happened before he really the stratosphere. Like I don't know. People were kind of like, oh, he has a kid? It was like kind of secret. People were into him at the time, and he was definitely famous at the time, but this was like, this was like pre- 
whatever his last album was, you know. It's just funny because these are stories that are like the opposite of Kylie Jenner baby where like she was hounded and everyone was mm-hmm. like, does she, does she, does and she, she does li- she? And then she literally had to be in a vault for, you know, right. nine months. <laughs> Put her in a vault. Put her in a vault because this is a secret baby. This is a secret pregnancy. Chris Chris goes to her file cabinet and pulls out like secret baby protocol. Zoe Kazan just got pregnant and kept living her life. Do we want to do we want to do Ronnie? I mean, oh god, sorry, Jay Wow and Robert. Well, you like went to Ronnie as like well, the I was problematic. Of them, but then ugh. Ron and Jen are like together again or something. I hope not. There's a lot of relationships that are about to break. You have mm-hmm. Ron and Jen, that's a mess. You have Polly D, his baby mama, you have situation his girlfriend. They seem kind of stable, they but seem whatever. They stable, but also Snooki and know. her husband, god knows who else is left. Vinny, Vinny is a girlfriend. Gianni. But the couple that was always like rock solid, like the ones that you were like, oh, my tr- like my two faves, like I stand for them are mm-hmm. Roger and Jay Wow. Mm-hmm. But as they say, you never fall in love with the Jersey Shore. <laughs> you should never fall in love with the Jersey Shore. My only rule, never fall in love at the Jersey Shore. Because Jenny, she filed for divorce this week. She filed for divorce and Roger's really shocking. upset. Roger kid. put out a... Instagram video, which we'll play here. I'm not done fighting. I'm gonna win my wife back. I'm gonna win her affection back. I'm gonna win her love back. I have no intentions of being a single dad. We're in counseling, so there is hope. It's so sad. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know the whole story. Maybe Roger is we an asshole. Know. Maybe Jenny left for. Maybe Jenny left because Roger's a piece of shit. Right. She hasn't said anything. Like we only have his side. He's like, I didn't cheat. There were some things that we got into a rut. Because he keeps. He mentions like we're in counseling. Like this. The speed seemed to surprise him. Like, the fact that it happened didn't seem to surprise him, but the speed is what I think surprised him. He's like, we we didn't really get a chance to try to fix whatever this is. Well, then we have in Radar, we have some source, God knows who, saying she was unhappy. She wasn't in love with him anymore. The couple have been suffering from major issues for, quote, quite some time. Roger has been trying everything he can to change her mind, but her mind is made up. She's done. Who knows? I think people who care about Jersey Shore all had the same reaction to this, which is like, oh... We like them. Every morning I think the same thing. If the kids weren't here, would I get laid? No. I don't understand. In the same way I'm, I'm always going to confuse sports terminology, I don't really understand the difference between, like, s- chairman and CEO because I always hear them in tandem. It's like, I'm chairman and CEO, so to be one or the other breaks chairman my brain. Chairman is more powerful, I think, because but you it's have like We get this push alert vote. that's like, he's out as chairman, but it's like... Send me a personal alert if he's dead or if he quits the company. Not if he, like, <gasps> loses one of the two top titles. Why do I care? We don't, even, we don't even care. All we care about is that Elon Musk tweeted that he he tweeted something that he wasn't allowed to tweet, and they're fining him, and he's out. And the reason why he, I think, did so was because of Azalea Banks. All I care is Azalea <laughs> Banks, like, waltzed into their lives. This all goes back to Grimes. It how, all goes back to How wild to Grimes. is that? I mean, truly. To, to take a step back and look at this... To know that that Tesla, if I mean I know I have I have sort of read headlines I don't know headlines tweets that suggest that Tesla's really in sort of a state of ruin right now and that Tesla could be at the beginning of the end if things aren't sort of fixed. But to think that yes, of course it all goes back to Elon being a complete idiot. But this certain set of events began with Grimes. That's wild. Grimes at the can I just can I do a conspiracy theory? Yes. What if Grimes planted herself? This was like her plan. Grimes is some sort of agent from another company? Um, or just like an agent of like socialist change or whatever, like against capitalism. Oh, like, like she, this, is, this is art. Yeah, like she gets in. She's like, 
quote unquote dating Elon Musk. She like does this whole thing. She plants Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks does this. Da 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 da. Now we're here. Elon Musk off the board. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm picturing the reveal that Grimes is. Um, Grimes had been planning it all along. And yeah. then you've got like a. It's like a. It's like a montage of her like sneaking in here, doing this here, like, showing up here. Seeing da, da, a little da. bit after the frame where she like comes out of a bathroom and she like yeah. comes out of a closet and yeah. she like sends a tweet and it's yeah. like, oh, Grimes was in on it the whole time. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it. just just a conspiracy. Conspiracy or Grimes being Grimes? I think it's Grimes, Grimes being, being Grimes. Grimes. Grimes being Grimes. What would her okay. album? What's the album going to be called? Elon? What be called Elon? Like, It'll be called Musk. <laughs> Musk. It's Musk. Or all, all set, which is Tesla backwards. Grimes, we're giving you some ideas. <laughs> She's listening. Honestly, she could just pretend like she was in on it the whole time. <laughs> okay, next up. What's next? Are we done? Jordan Sparks is doing something for Pokemon. What I love about this is that on the surface level, it's like, why is Jordan Sparks doing something for Pokemon? Like, why is she promoting Pokemon? But then you're like, oh, is this like a thing? And you go back and it's like, Jordan Sparks is like the number one Pokemon <laughs> Like, she's, like, been obsessed with Pokemon for years and years. Pokemon has been part of her brand for a really long time. These sponsorship photos, remember the iconic photos of of Leah Michelle at the Sabra station? Because she's yeah. a Sabra spokesperson. Imagine if Leah Michelle liked chickpeas, you know? Like, back in the day, like, if, going Imagine back if Leah Michelle years. actually enjoyed hummus. That's what's happening here. Well, it's also funny because when I was in L.A., I did, like, no things. But one of the things I did was go to some, like, Pokemon photo call event. Cause, oh, like, I remember that. Okay, so it was in, like, Sunset Tower. It was in a hotel room, and there was all this, like, Pokemon-themed crap, and there was a step and repeat, and Drew Barrymore was there. That's why I went. And Drew Barrymore, like, has never seen a Pokemon before. She had no clue what one was, like, 100%. That was the first time. There was a huge she thought Pikachu they were Muppets, walking yeah. around. She definitely was like, what is that? They were like, it's Pikachu. She's like, great. She didn't know. She was just there. Um, and I bet if I look through my email, I can find the original email that's, like, Drew Barrymore and Pokemon. Wait, I actually <laughs> want to find it because I bet it was really funny. Hello, actress, director, and producer Drew Barrymore will be hosting Pokemon Afternoon Soiree this Saturday, February 27th. The intimate event will celebrate the branch's U.S. categorical expansion into unisex fashion, accessories, and home decor. Quote, I'm immersed in branding and brand expansion every day with my own companies, and I think what Pokemon has done here is so smart and such a perfect way to expand their footprint. So she, like, Drew Barrymore has never, ever seen a Pokemon. (laughs) Sorry, just wanted to. Yeah, this is that. That's a that's a beautiful gowns quote if I've ever heard one. Okay, so Jordan Sparks is share is promoting the Eevee Pokemon Let's Go road trip. Mm-hmm. Who's going on a road trip? Poke Pikachu and Eevee. Can they drive? No, they they like fly. They like I don't know. They like teleport through time and they space. Run. Are they together? Oh yeah, you. Asked well, Josh. I asked Josh this. I said. <laughs> This is a, I, I wrote this down as he was, as Josh he was speaking. Pokemon. And I said, what's the deal with Pikachu and Eevee? Do they date? And he said, no. Do, are you asking, do they date for two yeah. Pokemon is the most do you think they no. Pokemon? Eevee is just another basic Pokemon, but it's cool because they evolve based on what evolutionary stone you give them. It's a normal type Pokemon, but in the, no, I, in the I original, this. they can become electric, water, or fire. Now they can turn into like psychic, dark, grass, fairy, ice. I don't know. Maybe more. What do you need this information for? And I said, because I was typing everything he was saying, and I said, I'm researching a segment about Jordan Sparks sharing her love for Pokemon in Santa Monica, because that's the Just Jared headline. (laughs) And he says, oh, well, you know, I'm going to call in about that segment. And then like seconds pass. And then he just goes, who? (laughs) I guess about Jordan Jordan Sparks. And I was like, I can't get it. Come on. You don't know who Jordan Sparks is, Josh? Josh knows. saw Sparkle. Don't you remember Jordan Sparks' iconic single battlefield? I love that song, but do not act like Jordan Sparks' impact is greater than Pokemon's. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying that at all. Her impact is 100 million times less than Pokemon. Sorry for making this podcast feel like a battlefield, a battlefield, a battlefield. Is Jordan Sparks' impact more than like 
Eevee, the specific Pokemon? I think no, it's not. I think Eevee's famous as well. Because <laughs> Eevee is an OG Pokemon. Eevee's one of the originals. I refuse to believe that Jordan Sparks is like more famous than like, what about like a more obscure Pokemon? What about like, um, like Squirtle? Like he's also famous. Any Pokemon yeah. you can name is iconic because you don't play the games. You would have, we would have to consult with someone who mm. knows the obscure ones. If I can name a Pokemon, it's a famous one. Like, what uh, about... Uh, Mewtwo, he's famous. Uh, Jigglypuff, he's famous. So these are A-list Pokemon. These are A-listers. If I can name a Pokemon, it's an A-lister. Shout out to all the other Pokemon fans. And uh, yeah, let's go catch them all. Joe Alwyn, this interview's crazy in Vogue UK. Joe Alwyn finally coming out from behind the curtain to be in every single movie that's coming out. He's in The Favorite. He's in Operation Finale, which is going to be on Netflix soon. He's in Boy Erased um, as, a, as a gay and Boy Erased. And he's in Mary Queen of Scots. So he's in like f- four big movies or like relatively uh, big movies. Like big, movies that people are. He's in a, four awards movies. Yeah. Four prestige movies prestige that are coming movies, out. And so uh, Joe, Joe Allen, who literally has only done one thing before, which was the. Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk. Joe Alwyn, because he's in 14 movies, had to do some sort of profile. He did it with Vogue, of course. They wait one paragraph to mention Taylor Swift. Like they wait till the very end. They start with that Joe Allen is tall. This is like how I would also uh, describe Joe Allen, even though I've never met him. Joe Allen is very tall, very blonde, and about to have a very good autumn. Quote, am I? Ponders the North Londoner. His perspective. We can dispense with the faux modesty. There is scarcely an Oscar bait movie this autumn that Alwyn does not have a juicy supporting role in. Add to this fact that he's on his second round of duties fronting Prada's menswear campaign, and you get the picture. Oh, and he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> oh, and he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. This sentence that you put out, or this paragraph that you put in, blew my mind. I cannot I believe know. it was printed. Can you tell was this was written by a man? Oh, my God. Read it. I mean, obvious. Nothing has ever been more written by a man. Read it. In many ways, he is post hashtag me to Hollywood's answer to the ingenue conundrum in 2018. Pretty, talented, and uncorrupted by fame with a big debut under his belt and now playing the love interest to the industry's biggest names while going out with a very famous one in real life. Dot, dot, dot. It turns out that the most straightforward starlet for our times is a man. I cannot believe takes, this was written. Takes the deepest breath, like falls <laughs> down a flight of stairs. <laughs> How did no one talk Holds about this? Holds up finger like, I'm going to say something, but then no. You I can't for. even. I won't even know what to say in response to this, except like, I don't even know how this, how is this like thoughtful? How, what is this? I mean, it's one of the wildest things I've ever, it's one of the wildest like thought processes I've ever heard where it's just like, because women in Hollywood, they keep, you know, they keep getting abused by men. What's the answer? Just have A men in the man. world. <laughs> Just have hunky men, but like pretty men, effeminate men. So even the way that he's describing men is like really fucked up. This is the stupidest, yeah, paragraph I've ever written. What else are we up to? Are we done? Oh no, now it's time for Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to know all about. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? 
my favorite thing about this is that, you know, I have like the Rita Google alert that you I like. You put a lot in here this week. It's a lot for Rita. It cr- yeah. No, it's a little for Rita. I don't know. It cracked me up because I saw this headline, Rita Ora knocks Calvin Harris off the top spot with Let You Love Me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the top spot of what? Because it could be like anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like I click on it. It turns out it's the official Vodafone's big top 40 chart, which I don't even know what that is. I think it's British. Vodafone is British. Um, So some chart in Britain, Rita Ora knocked off uh, Calvin Harris from. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, I was happy for her. She retweeted that. She was happy for herself. Um, but then I was like thinking, like, how is Rita Ora doing in the States? How is um, Let You Love Me doing here? It's chart day. De- it debuted at number 64. Its highest position is number 30. And its most recent position is number 34. This <laughs> so, was as of yesterday. So it yeah. could have Well, they can't all be winners. Although <laughs> this one, I will say, no, you know, I'm taking it back. They're all winners when it's Rita. This one's a winner. It can't all be winners. This headline you dropped in is one of the best headlines we've seen in What's Rita Up To um, ever, I think. It's it's a top tier headline. Of course it she does. Rita Ora leaves little to the imagination at Star Said Premiere. Guess what she's wearing? A corset. Of course it she does. Have you been listening to Let You Love Me? No, have you? I personally have not. Um, no. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. I just, it didn't, we I, we thought it was good. We liked it, but it didn't make the regular, I'm sorry, the Cher album of ABBA covers came out. The, what else happened? Like too many things happened. The Cher album like, of ABBA covers bumped. put me in another plane of existence. Okay. This episode has gone on for way too long. So let's end it. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, please. And call us at 619-WHO-THEM if you have some questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Whatever the case. And I think we're done. Bye. You will say that. They want to know. Hey. Mia. Hey. Mia. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. All American starring Tay Diggs premieres Wednesday, October 10th. I don't know her. Yeah, well, she's new. And Charmed premieres Sunday, October 14th. She's back? She's back with an all new cast. Ugh, I can't wait.